So uh, yeah, I'm 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 in my I'm in my office. I just I just got into my office, and uh, I just want to let you know the, the air conditioning is not working. Now apparently it hasn't been working all weekend. It's going to be one of the hottest days of the year, uh, and I gotta I have I have to work in this place. Can you fix it today? Today, yeah, today. The air conditioner, yeah, my office. Right. All right. Thanks. See ya. You know, sometimes things just crap out on you when you need them the most. You find that? Welcome to episode seven, by the way, of the 411, fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited, powered by WeStream, hosted by Fiddler's Poorhouse, content suppliers Nick of Niagara 411, and you, if at all possible. It's been a pretty busy week around Niagara. Masks, masks, masks is what this week pretty much has been all about. There are some other stories that have been around, other things have been going on, but it's basically masks, masks, masks. Niagara Falls really got hit hard by some bad PR with a video that has pretty much gone viral. We'll talk about that, show you some of that in case you missed it, and the follow-up from the mayor and other things. Niagara Regional Council got back involved. So we're going to get into masks, masks, masks right here on the 411. Hopefully you can stick around and don't forget to join us. We'll tell you how you can do that. We're going into Fiddlers right now. Whew, that is one hot day. <sighs> okay. And uh, that's one of the things that the masks, masks, masks thing is, uh, is exacerbating too. Because Kevin, you're going to come and uh, fix me up with this thing here? Yeah, okay. So, um, I don't know if you're in a position where you've had to wear masks for a particular length of time, but if you do, sometimes it's a little bit difficult. I'm standing on the wire there, I think, man. Uh, if you do, it can, uh, it can really heat you up. Not, uh, and it doesn't take very long. Thanks, mate. Okay, it doesn't take very long to uh, heat you up as well, because then you get, oh, I can't breathe. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's get the, rid of these. That's uh, the thing that uh, pretty much started fueling this uh, masks, masks, masks thing in Niagara Falls. And I got this thing. Just bear with me a second um, while I get this uh, unhooked. That's the other thing with the mask is you have to learn how to how to accessorize differently. You know. You know, I got the blue mask today with the blue shirt and everything else. There's just way too many decisions you have to make. Okay, so here is Clifton Hill. Uh, it was uh, a, a week ago, Thursday-ish or whatever. It was a couple of days uh, after we did last week's show, episode six of the 411. And just look at this. This looks like almost a normal um, evening in the summertime on Clifton Hill. When I say normal, I mean pre-COVID. It seems our entire life these days is uh, pre-COVID and post-COVID. And I mean, look at them. Hardly, uh, I'm, I'm more people without masks than with masks. They're all sitting and walking and standing almost shoulder to shoulder. And uh, as a matter of fact, the story that popped out even before we saw this video was that an employee at the Speedway go-kart track down there on Clifton Hill was te uh, had tested positive for the virus and uh, now we've got this video that has simply gone viral 
I mean, it's been viewed thousands and thousands and thousands of times, and mostly by people who can't believe what they're seeing, especially in Niagara. Now, we also remember uh, moved to phase three as of last Friday, and uh, we were packed, I'm sure, because of that by people from other areas that were perhaps still in phase two, or just anybody getting what they call COVID fatigue. We would like to know what you think, what your position on this mandatory masks thing is, what your opinion is of what you're looking at right now. And all you have to do is click on the link at the bottom of the post. We are live streaming not only, by the way, today on Livestream Niagara, but for the very first week of the program, we are also live streaming on Niagara 411. Both of those venues are doing this live stream of, uh, of the 411 today. So uh, kudos to Nick for uh, joining, the, joining the fray here and going live with our program for the first time on this Monday, July 27th edition of the 411 fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited. So wanna know what your take on the masks situation is. The mandatory masks, the Niagara Regional Council this past Thursday as well, passed the motion to make the wearing of mandatory masks, uh, well, mandatory, um, for a period of the next three months. One of the things involved in that too was uh, a line that I didn't quite uh, understand was the fact that the regional bylaw is now going to overwrite, as the word goes, overwrite the bylaws that were passed for mandatory masks in Niagara-on-the-Lake and St. Catharines. Last week, we had information that a couple of councillors out of Niagara Falls um, had mentioned that one bylaw was going to be for the people and other, the, the regional bylaw for the businesses, etc. Well, that does not appear to be the case. It appears to be the case that one bylaw fits all here in Niagara. So now Niagara Falls doesn't have to uh, pass their own bylaw, apparently. Welland doesn't have to pass their own. Fort Erie, uh, Waynefleet, Port Colborne, etc., uh, etc., et Grimsby. It's all encompassed now by the Niagara region mandatory mask mandate. And uh, it didn't take very, very long for them to do that. It was a short discussion. They had deferred it for two weeks from before because there were some things that councillors wanted to investigate before they committed to voting on the motion as was originally presented. So Niagara Region has now mandatory masks. Everywhere we go, we have to wear a mask, especially when it's uh, indoors, of course, with uh, in, a, in a public space. Stores, uh, restaurants, etc. Because we can go into restaurants now and we can sit down and there seems to be some confusion as well about how you're supposed to act when you go into one of these places. Let's talk restaurants uh, in particular. Do I have to sit there through the entire meal with my mask on? No, you don't. It's, uh, I mean, do I have to take it off every time I put something uh, in my mouth and put it back on? Uh, the answer is no. Once you are in, socially distanced and seated, you may remove your mask. Um, there's so that, can someone clarify something for me? Please come this Friday. Should I decide to sit inside a coffee shop? Does this mean I have to wear my mask inside, sit down, then remove and replace my mask every time I decide to take a drink from my cup? No.
Yes, you have to wear it into the shop. Yes, you have to wait till you're seated and then you can take it off. You go, get up to go to the washroom or walk across a room, look out a window, whatever the heck it is, then uh, the mask has to go back on. Simple as that. When you leave the premises, the mask has to go back on. When you're, anytime you're mobile around other people in an establishment, the mask has to be on. It's, uh, it's pretty much that simple. And then after you leave your table or uh, your, your section where you've been stationed in the restaurant or the coffee shop or whatever, then the employees will, will clean it after you're gone and get it ready for the next patron that enters. Okay, and then they have to go through the same routine. It's pretty simple, actually. It's not, it's not as complicated as some people are trying to, to make it. And uh, I, I guess, I guess there's, the, there's the five word solution right there. Put the damn mask on. You know, just, just you know, be like Nike, just do it. And, uh, and, and we'll get through it. Just do it and we'll get through it. Okay, did not know that we were gonna to rhyme today, but I still, I uh, am looking for your feedback because there are other points of view on this. There are people that do get a little testy when they are reminded that they're supposed to have a mask on when they're coming into whatever store it is. People will say, uh, sir, ma'am, do, do you have a mask? And what happens to me is I've forgotten it in my car. Here's what I start doing. I start doing this when I go out of the house I take the mask and uh, I, do, I do this. I just hang it around my wrist so uh, I don't forget it. Because if I don't, if I don't do this, then what's happening is I'm getting out of the car, I'm walking to the store, and then I'm coming back because I forgot the mask, and I have to go to the store, and now I lost my place in line. And, uh, uh, you know, life, life is a, a little bit more complicated. Uh, apparently, these people do not think it is complicated. Apparently, these people uh, are suffering from some sort of denial or COVID fatigue. Uh, or just um, the ostrich complex of uh, stick our heads in the sand and we won't be in trouble and uh, everything will go away and leave us alone, which is not going to happen. And uh, we're going to check out the COVID numbers in Niagara uh, a little later in the program, uh, but they will not tell the whole story yet because there's a lag time in this, isn't it? They want people to uh, quarantine for two weeks if you come back from a trip. They want people to quarantine for two weeks if you travel to some provinces, New Brunswick, for example. If you wanted to take a vacation in New Brunswick, you better plan about to be, to be away about a month because you can't go from Ontario to New Brunswick unless you actually self-quarantine for a while. So here, these people uh, are imagining they're on the moon or someplace, isolated from other people. I can't figure it out and would love to get your feedback on what you think. I would especially like to hear from people and uh, we're not going to give you a hard time just listen to your points of view i would especially like to hear from people who are anti-mask and 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 why are you what's the what's the logic behind it don't get me wrong i don't like wearing the darn things either but you just 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 do it and we'll get through it you know that's it uh so this video will get played again, uh, probably around the world, because as some of these places open up, uh, it, it, it gets a little crazy. So join the program. 
what happens is you click on the link that's on the post or if you already have uh, the Zoom application on your phone, you can call the number on the left side of your screen, 905-411-0411. Couldn't be an easier number. And what will happen is you'll plop into uh, our green room, our waiting room. It's a, it's a Zoom window and you'll be able to see what's going on. And then uh, Kevin Jack of WeStream, our producer, and, uh, and Techno Weenie here will make sure that you get uh, into, the, into the sharing space with me and we can have a conversation and I'd love to get your opinion on this. So click the link and we zoom you over here, pardon the pun, and, uh, and have a conversation about masks, masks, masks. No. What do you think? What do you do? Lee, have your social interactions not revolved around masks for Absolutely. the last week and a half? And oh, everybody everybody's has talking about it. Everybody has it been, and I'm surprised how many people are anti-mask. Yeah. And they have a lot of valid points, too, so I'd love to hear from those people. As Lee mentioned, we're not going to give you a rough time. A lot of the points are valid. Yeah. But I side with you. Okay, they've made a law. This is what they think we got to do. All right, I'll wear the mask. So, and, skin and, off my teeth. And when, and, and when we see the numbers a little later we'll see that they haven't exactly skyrocketed in Niagara. But as I mentioned earlier as well, they haven't skyrocketed or moved that far upward uh, partially because we have not waited long enough. There's an incubation period for this thing, so we might not have seen even the tip of the iceberg yet. I hope, I hope so. I hope that those gathering crowds don't result in some sort of Niagara outbreak somewhere, but we don't know yet, and it's too early to tell. That's the thing, it is too early to tell. So safety first, put the masks on and, uh, and go from there. The other thing that's happening today sometime, uh, unfortunately it's gonna be happening after we have stopped our stream for today, is there will be an announcement from the province about school for September, what their thoughts are as far as the children going back to school. Uh, and. Um, Probably on next week's show, we'll be able to get some reaction from a number of people around Niagara as far as what's going to be happening with their children going back to school. Here are the numbers. And, and this is some of the argument that the uh, anti-maskers will bring up. New cases today, two. Okay, that is in uh, all of Niagara. Growth rate today, 0.2%. New cases yesterday, seven. Last week when we did this program, we had hit double digits. We went into 10, which was uh, what you might call a bit of a spike uh, compared to previous weeks. But now we've moderated again. So two today, seven yesterday, growth rate 0.9%, which is, um, I suppose, what the experts at one point in time called an acceptable level. Although zero is where you really want to be and the anti-maskers will say well hey I'm, I'm gonna I'm the nine people that uh, have been reported as testing positive over the last couple of days that means that the entire like 500,000 people or however many it is that's in the Niagara region uh, have to have contact with those nine people so what are the what are the odds right what, what are the odds that this is gonna happen probably pretty slim and none and slim just left town but the thing is, that's not necessarily how it, how it happens. It, does, it increases geometrically. All you need to do is have one person get in touch uh, or be in touch or be uh, around one of those nine, and then you start, you start to do this geometric progression, and, and that's where you start to get into trouble. 
So it's not like you have to meet one of the nine. All you have to do is hang out with somebody who knew somebody who uh, knows a guy that ran into one of the seven or one of the nine or whatever. And then you can see the, the it's like a pyramid scheme. It just goes boom, did boom, did boom. And uh, video, that's why videos like what we see on Clifton Hill is so absolutely positively disturbing. Now, Lee, yesterday had a conversation with a guy who's a server. He just went back to work Friday yeah. in Niagara Falls. Masks were mandatory in his establishment for the indoor dining mm -hmm. because of stage three. And he was saying he doesn't like the mask. Have you ever tried to work an eight-hour shift and wear a mask, yeah. especially when you're in and out of the kitchen, so it's a hot environment? No question. And made the argument that, listen, if I'm talking to somebody and my guests aren't wearing their masks while at their table, well, what if I touch something? and then touch my mask. Or let's say the particles are airborne and my mask blocks it. Now mm -hmm. I touch the mask and touch the plate. And I'm doing that from place to place to place and saying I don't really think that these masks are the golden key. So again, there are, there are legitimate points yeah. to be made on the anti-mask. I'm not an anti-masker, but the points are valid. I ran into um, a situation where I was standing in line to go into a store. The store had a security person uh, that was a staff member making sure that people came in at proper intervals, etc., and uh, like that. Well, um, this fellow was uh, standing in line without a mask on, but when he went to go into the store, the person said, Sir, do you have a mask? He said yes, and he put the mask on. But he continued to talk, he said, you know the, the bugs that spreads the COVID virus is much smaller than the holes in, in, in this mask. You know, it can get through there, et cetera. And she said, sir, I'm not going, I'm not going to discuss the merits of this with you. It's a, it's a bylaw in the city, so um, we're, we're doing our best to enforce it. And, you know, grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, then the next person said, oh, by the way, there's sanitizer there on the table. Uh, if you would like to use that, uh, we'd appreciate that as well. Do I have to? Uh, no, you don't have to. Good. And he just walked into the store. So, you know, it's because the, the molecules or, or whatever it is that uh, spreads the COVID virus is, is microscopic. The masks don't help. Well, we receive all kinds of scientific evidence to the contrary. But, again, how do you... You don't argue, really. Uh, you just, you know, nod and smile. And uh, what can you do? Because, as Kevin and I were talking about prior to the show, oftentimes you run into people that are really ready to uh, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you on, on, on this thing. Emotions sometimes run very high. And that's why we would love to hear your perspective. That's what this show really is all about and i know it's uh, a little bit uh, different when uh, you call in to uh, throw your face on on the on the tv or on facebook and we're live streaming so people can be a little bit hesitant and we love the fact that you watch the show and we love the fact that you comment on it uh, the show's been very very well received i think we were oh up in the up in the thousands of uh, of viewers uh, and uh, participants last week and uh, now we're live streaming on Niagara 411 as well as the 411 on, on live stream Niagara so uh, we, we expect that uh, that number to grow and that's awesome because it gives us an opportunity to be the venue that can communicate with all of Niagara in the moment 
while things are happening. And yeah, we relive things that are going on over the past week and talk about some of the things that are coming up in the future. But what's happening right now in real time is you and your opinions on what's going on. And the, the, the big flashing neon sign of what's going on in Niagara is masks. It's still COVID. And then it's going to be school. And uh, how, how, long does it, how long does it go? What do we do? How do we handle this? Who, who's in and who's out as far as the masks are concerned? Are the restaurants really opening up? I know some have since uh, phase three was enabled in the Niagara region. Some have not saying, uh, well, we'd still like to keep a distance from our customers and uh, we want to ensure the fact that uh, everybody is safe on our staff and uh, customers are safe, et cetera. So some restaurants are not allowing people inside. Is it an economic move or is it an altruistic move? I don't know. You be the judge and that's up to the business owners. But again, we have many, many opinions across Niagara on this thing, and we're not going to suffer any shortage of them going forward either. So get yours heard. If you have a, a, an argument for us, either pro or con, uh, that can, can help enlighten our fellow Niagarans, by all means, click on the link. You'll pop automatically into the Zoom room. Kevin will look after you, and we'll have a conversation. If you already have the Zoom app on your phone or your computer, just dial 905-411-0411 and it'll automatically shoot you into the green room and Kevin will deal with you from there. Uh, and it'll be seamless and it'll be fun. We'll have a conversation and um, you never know what comes out of the various conversations we might have around Niagara. The beaches seem to have been relatively quiet. I haven't, I haven't seen anything uh, going crazy on sunset. Maybe that's calmed down a little bit. No, Ailey. I was reading some comments, I believe, on Niagara 411 oh, this weekend. Oh, it was a bit of an S show up there. Yeah? Saying that there were so many people that they had to close the road off altogether. Now, the city of St. Catharines did make a bylaw, I right. believe, limiting access to Sunset Beach to only Niagara residents. But nobody was there checking ID. Okay. People were saying that the boat launch was just backed up, all 20-somethings. And then at one point, they actually just closed access to Sunset Beach. Well, I, I, I misspoke then, I guess, because I was, uh, I was seeing mostly things about things like Clifton Hill, and I hadn't seen the postings about the beach. So we're still, and then what happens is people park illegal. Uh, remember they, uh, illegally, they closed the mill Morningstar Mill, yeah, Morning it's, Star still, Mill. it's still brutal along there. And but 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 it's but that whole area is now now supposed to be closed. But people are still they're parking, they're in, parking a, in between the don't park signs. Yeah, and know what the thing is, Lee? It's funny. My wife and I were talking about this. If you're coming from the GTA, the parking ticket that you receive in Niagara is probably less than what they're used to paying for parking just to go to the park that they want to go to. <laughs> Isn't like, that? I'm being honest. What's, yeah. what's a parking ticket in St. Catharines in Thorold? 15 bucks. Parking downtown Toronto, if you want to go to Ashbridge's Bay, you're 20, 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's what you're looking at. So yeah. to people in the GTA, it's, it's nothing. No. Nope. Sure, I'll, I'll take the fine. Speaking of that, it's people, uh, again, Kevin said, have, have most of your social interactions not been about masks? And I said, yeah, they have been and the, the phase two, phase three thing. My position was, in spite of the fact that I know there's an economic 
component to this businesses and employees getting back to work, which is also important. I, I get that. However, my position that that notwithstanding, my position was please don't open Niagara until Toronto opens. Because when we go to phase three, Toronto Peel still in phase two, we're gonna get hammered by people that wanna come here and they wanna come here anyway. And they do come here. But if we're in phase three and they're in phase two, guess what's gonna happen? So as much as, uh, as, much as the phase three thing is, is kinda nice and it gives us a little bit more breathing room, pardon the pun with the mask thing, I'll, going it's uh it's a bit of a as kevin put it s show so um now lee can you read some of these comments not yeah, sure, sure. If they're showing up on your screen and yeah. these are the exact type of people just click on that link and join the program sure we'll get to your comments but we'd love to see your face and we'd love to interact with you and and find out why you feel the way you do yeah the, the, well and there's a there's a position right there that we hear often sounds exactly like communism no one can force you to wear a mask it's the law find it educate yourself no one is obligated to uh to explain why you cannot wear a mask medical reason personal reason etc it's my health my body my choice you got a problem with put your freaking mask and stay at home um so Again, that's, uh, there's a lot of that sentiment out there. What about closing Clifton Hill to cars? Um, that, was a, that was one that uh, just flipped by. Oh, please, put the flipping mask on. It works. Um, Terry says, my husband works on Clifton Hill. And, and again, there you're, you're, you've got a whole new breed of frontline workers now. And you've got uh, tourist industry people that uh, that deal with the public on a day-to-day to day-to-day basis so there was also uh this video as well lee and this is the reaction from the city of niagara falls and uh, mayor yes. jim diodati i think to the viral video more than anything and what we've been seeing on clifton hill and this was uh thursday on clifton hill yeah this was a week after the video that you saw before these uh, vibrant shirt uh, ambassadors, if you will, COVID ambassadors or whatever it is he decided to call them, will be roaming the area in an attempt to prevent what you saw before from happening again. I'm not totally uh, convinced that that is going to happen. We extended an invitation to the mayor to be on the program today, but unfortunately he had other things to do and was not available, so we'll have to catch up with him at another date. As a matter of fact, maybe next week would be even better because we'll see how this weekend rolls out. We'll see how, we, we saw what the problem is. We'll see how the solution fits the problem this weekend because uh, that will be what tells the tale. And we'll also follow up, as I said, with uh, whatever information we get today with regard to schools in September in Ontario because uh, Premier Ford is expected to make an announcement that touches on that subject or focuses perhaps on that subject when, we, uh, when, when he comes up for his daily news briefing today. Coming up on the program, a gentleman uh, by the name of Gary Wilkins uh, is going to be joining us, he, uh, at least I assume so. He uh, contacted me after the program last week 
and he is someone that spends a lot of time around the whirlpool in the gorge. He and his friend actually executed a rescue from down there uh, over the past week. He is very, very concerned about some of the things that are happening in in the gorge. There's one of the things that are happening right there. This is just part of what he's gathered up and deals with on uh, pretty much a daily basis. Uh, he loves it down there. He spends as much of his time down there as is possible. This was kind of an interesting one too. See that sign? Danger. No pre trespassing. No exit. This is a pretty clear uh, statement. No access beyond this point. That sign was on the tree for exactly three days. It disappeared and became that tree. These are shots that Gary sent me over the past number of days. So who's taken the signs down? Oh, I guess it's somebody that wants to go a little further uh, and the sign says don't do that. So down comes the sign and it might be tacked up on somebody's uh, bedroom wall or behind the door or something like that because they probably took it with them. So um, these are the things that are getting people into trouble and then there's the great debate as always of who foots the bill. Well, we foot the bill, that's for sure. So. Uh, Gary's going to be uh, calling in at some point uh, in the very near future, maybe in the next couple of minutes, and we will have uh, a stream top uh, chat with him. Um, want to remind you that we are uh, fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited here on the 411. We are at Fiddler's Poor House, and uh, just an absolutely beautiful setting here in the um, here here in the the restaurant in the window. Open window, hot day. There is a heat warning in effect as well for Niagara. You will notice uh, up above my head here, the weather for the next few days. 31 degrees is gonna be the high today with 40% uh, uh, chance of some precipitation and maybe a thunderstorm uh, in, the, uh, in the offing for overnight tonight or maybe even earlier this evening, okay? Uh, then, that the cool front uh, slides in if you call 28, 27, 26, and 26 cool. I assume uh, mainly what that means is we're going to have less humidity to deal with come, uh, come tomorrow. All right, so that, uh, that hot, steamy feeling should hopefully be lessened by tomorrow. Um, something else uh, popped up on... Uh, Niagara 411, there were, there were continued protests in Niagara-on-the-Lake uh, by animal rights activists who continue to bang their drum for the abolition of the horse-drawn carriages in Niagara-on-the-Lake. And I've chatted with these people in the past, and frankly, if you know anything about these horses and the people that own them, they are probably the, the best looked after animals you will ever see. They are working creatures that like their work and uh, they're not mistreated in any way. And uh, that's, that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. And uh, sometimes, I, nobody loves animals more than I do, let me tell you. And if I had a feeling that some, some animal is being abused, it, uh, it always absolutely uh, angers me to no end. But I don't feel that way with those, uh, those horses that are in Niagara-on-the-Lake. But the protests continue. 
Uh, they get in the way of operators, they get in the way of businesses, they get in the way of, uh, of these people trying to ply their trade, and they get in the way of tourists and people that are trying to enjoy themselves in Niagara-on-the-Lake. So um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I guess, normally to present all sides of the position, but uh, in, in this case, that's, that's my humble opinion, that these things are well looked after. We have uh, a gentleman that uh, has stopped by to have a chat with us today. He's at the other end of the poorhouse. And uh, Gary Wilkins, as I was talking about a little while ago, spends an awful lot of time in the gorge. Gary, welcome to the program. I didn't know we'd see you so up close and personal. Good morning, Lee. How are you? I'm well. Thank I'm you very for well. Me the opportunity. Well, Gary, first of all, tell us a little bit about you. Who is Gary Wilkins? What do you do? Uh, I'm just a naturalist that uh, loves the river, and I enjoy it. I've been doing it for 42 years. Uh, I love taking my family down there. My son loves it. I, you know, it's just something that I, I have a passion for. What do you do, uh, what do, you do for a living? Drywall. What's your, what's your job? Drywaller. Drywalling. Okay. Not a lot of call for drywalling at the Whirlpool. No. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's a good thing. I'm not, I'm not bombing... I'm not bombing drywall down the, down the hill. All right, so let's cut to the chase here. Why did you reach out to come on the program today? Well, Lee, it's just, you know, it, it gets kind of infuriating. I'm down there probably three, four times a week. And every Monday, like I'll be going down there sometime today, um, I'm bringing up three or four bags of garbage, five bags of garbage at a time. You know, like some of these people could just literally just take their garbage with them. And if you're not taking one, if you're bringing down one piece, my advice is to bring back two, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's quite simplistic, you know? Like, it's just, it's not a hard thing to do. The people that you see down there most often, uh, what is the percentage that are, that you can tell, are locals and, uh, as opposed to outside people, tourists? I'm going to say 95% outsiders. Yeah. And 5% locals, because, you know, Again, Lee, I've been down there 42 years, mm -hmm. and farther back in my my early my early days when I was going down there, it was all locals. You know, we enjoyed fishing in the river. We mm -hmm. enjoyed just doing whatever we do down there. Yeah. And now it's just a bunch of tourists that are going down there. They're playing in the water. They're swimming in the water. Just recently, they arrested a young kid down there, drunk out of his heck, and you know, like they walk him up and. They give him a ticket and he's on his way, you know. So like it's it's getting frustrating. That's for sure. Now uh, we showed a picture, a couple of pictures earlier that you sent me over the course of the week of yes, of, of the warning sign that was nailed to the tree down down that's in the in the gorge there, and then you said it lasted for three days. There it, it is. There it lasted for three days, and then and then was gone. Um, I'm assuming these are just people that. Um, just want to go where they're not supposed to go and take down the sign. Well, there, there, there is a path there, but, you know, these signs are up there for a reason. They're up there for a reason to keep people safe, you know, like, and, and it's out of hand. Like, these, these signs are there for a reason, Yeah. you know, like, and, and they literally got to just leave them alone. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the police are there to try to help them out. You know, it wasn't long ago. It was last weekend, actually. Uh, I went down there and with a buddy of mine. And we watched a guy, clumsy, he had a big 20, 20 quart cooler, and he fell 65 feet. Oh. And he was about 8 feet from the water's edge, and it would have been a, another 40 foot drop into the water. So wow. me and my buddy Brian, we went down, we rescued him, and we got him back up on the path. 
And uh, th 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 these things are just so avoidable. You know, like who needs a cooler down there, like just to go down and have a bunch of beers? We've had a uh, we've had a number of comments uh, about this topic. People that are in there and get stranded or need rescuing. Absolutely. And. Uh, Gary, there's, there's one of two things that people say, either because we're talking about it more, it seems like it's happening more often, or it actually is happening more often. You're down there all the time. Is it, are people getting into trouble more often than they used to? It, it's, it's crazy how, how bad that selfie is important to somebody. Like, you know, like they're, they're just, I can, I can send you pictures up like crazy, yeah. and they're just going down there for that one picture, and then, the Niagara, the Niagara residents are flipping the bills for these. They send our, you know, send our firefighters down there, send our rescue people down there, and for what? Like it doesn't make any sense, you know. But it's going to keep happening. And my my biggest fear is a fence goes around that whole place. That's yeah. a, that's a place that I have a passion for. I love it, and this is why I go down there and I do what I do. So how do you how do you uh you're more familiar with it, uh, obviously, than I. How do you erect a fence and still allow people to have the, the pleasure of taking a hike through the gorge? Or you do just, just fence off the non-accessible areas? Well, that's a slippery slope because there are so many places that you can get into. You know, like if, yeah. for, for myself, Lee, if you were to block off my access, you're putting my, my safety at risk because I'm going to go another way because I... I once again, I have a passion for this place. You right. Know, so, just stay on the Mark trails. Do what the police are telling you. Do, do what the, the fire department is telling you. Do what the Niagara Parks you know, Commission is telling you. Just stay on the Mark trails and you'll be just fine. Don't put yourself in risk to take that selfie. I saw a story uh, over the past week as well that they were going to increase or add or I can't remember the word of uh, to have a couple of police officers or a police officer yeah. and other uh, sort of strolling through the area to remind people of where they're supposed to go or at least just to show a law enforcement presence. Is that is that still being done? It, it, it happened Thursday. Yeah. Uh, it happened this past weekend. I was out of town this weekend, so I don't really know what happened down there this weekend. Um, but yeah, there are a, there is a presence down there. It could be a little bit better, but they are there. And, they, I, and, and in 42 years, I've never seen it once. Never once have I seen this. So you'd be in favor of more patrols? Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. Like the, these people that are taking the signs down, like, again, they're there for a reason. Okay. And, and again, the message uh, Gary put out forward is the, the sad part about it is this beautiful area of Mother Nature is being littered like crazy. Oh, it's, you, just, you just sent me one picture of the, the bags that you had. On the helicopter pad, yes. That, took, uh, that was all within 60 square feet, that, just that garbage alone. And then there was more that I, I think that day I got seven bags, mm -hmm. and that was three or four coming down the hill where people will just take their drink and just toss it into the bush thinking, okay, well, I'll never see it again. So, right. you know, like, we've got to preserve this for future generations. We, you know, we have a blessed place that we can go. Do you feel there should be stiff fines for Absolutely. people? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it, it should be a lot more than what the parking tickets are, what you guys were just referring to at the top of the show. That's for sure. Like, 
yeah. three, four hundred dollars. If you get caught littering down there, I think more people should be vigilant to watch out for the people that are throwing the garbage away. That's my well, opinion. that uh, that one gentleman in particular uh, should be very grateful that you like to spend a lot of your time well, uh, in that in that part of our beautiful region. And uh, but, but but you can't depend on that. Absolutely <laughs> not. Like, like where where we go, I know I'm safe. I know I've I've got an, tons of experience down there, Lee. Uh, I don't I don't go off the mark trails. And this gentleman, yeah, you are right. Like he was lucky that we were there at the right time, and the you know, like I have a video of not him falling, but the, the next day I went down and I took a video of where he did fall, mm -hmm. and it's scary as heck. You know, that this guy probably was he was he was he was afraid. That's for sure. And he never made it to his destination. Was he hurt? Uh he screwed, yeah, he he hurt his leg. Yeah. Yeah, like he. I know where he was going because he had asked me where that one spot was, and he never made it. And when <laughs> okay. we walked, when we, it was funny because when we walked out and we left, um, somebody else had his cooler, so he left his cooler behind. Ah, uh, what a loss! Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well. <laughs> Somebody enjoyed a bunch of beers. There you go. Uh, Gary, thanks for joining us. Oh. And uh, I, uh, I'm going to try to leave our option open going forward for uh, gorge issues as they come up, as they uh, inevitably will, to, to call on you and Absolutely. get your perspective on it, if you don't mind. Anytime. May I just add one thing? Yeah. I'd just like to thank Nick from Niagara 411 for uh, posting a story a couple of weeks ago. It got a lot of attention, and uh, hopefully that brings a little bit more of awareness to uh, the issue down there. Indeed. So um, do great work. So, Gary, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you popping by the Poor House here at Fiddler's. And uh, we'll, I hope, chat with you again soon. Thank you very much, Lee. Have a great day. Okay, stay safe out there now. You, you as well, sir. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, so there you go. When you go, into the, when you go into the gorge and you take your, uh, take your stuff with you, and when it becomes garbage, take your stuff back and take something else with you as well. Uh, it's sort of like the, the, the law of uh, cleaning up litter. Don't, pick, don't just take yours, take yours and somebody else's with you as well. All right, so again, thanks to, uh, thanks to Gary Wilkins uh, for joining, joining us in here. One of the things that he said uh, a couple of times was that he spent 42 years down there. Uh, he's got a lot of experience and he still doesn't go off the paths that you're supposed to stay on. Now that's telling you something right there. So when you've got somebody that even has that much experience, he could probably go in all kinds of places and be just fine because he knows it like the back of his hand. But the thing is, he doesn't because that experience has taught him it's a very serious thing to be reckoned with. That's a powerful, powerful stretch of river and there are a lot of ways you can get into trouble down in that gorge and uh, it happens fast. So again, thanks to Gary for coming by on that. So masks, masks, masks uh, has been our topic so far until we got down into the gorge. And uh, again, if, if that's a running theme through the, through the program. You'll see, uh, see our, our, uh, our, our little mask uh, logo up here. Man, that's, uh, Kevin's a creative uh, techno uh, weenie wizard here with stuff like that and uh from we stream oh, thanks lee you're welcome uh I like the way it turned Kevin. out yeah 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 hey, you know what hold on a second here why don't i put this right on your face oh 
Okay, I'll sit still. Let's see if we can do that. <laughs> no, it's a bit of a... Let's see. Have you learned how to... Uh, oh, pretty uh, close. Not bad. Not bad. Can you can lean I... into it? Oh, the other way. There we go. Hey, I'm I think that's there. a little more effectively. I'm getting there. Oh, but it's got to cover your nose too, right? <laughs> I actually heard... I actually heard somebody on a news program uh, on the radio that had uh, a, interviewing a doctor for uh, a radio newscast telling people how you're supposed to wear a mask. It has to cover your nose. As, do, we, it's, do we really have to be told how to wear a mask? Do we really... It, all, it, it hits me the same way as, as when you go on an airplane and they show you how to use a seatbelt. Do we really, in 2020, need to be told how to use a seatbelt? La boucle, la boule, la boule. Do we really need to know this? You pull the thing, it lets go. You plug it in, it clicks, you're good. You tighten it up like... Oh, come on. I can understand in the 50s when they first started putting seat belts in cars uh, that people were like, well, okay, how does this work? You know, but not 60, 70 years later. <laughs> if you don't know how to use a seat belt right now, you got yourself a bit of an issue. You have more problems than wearing seat belts, let me tell you. Lee, wanted to let you know that we've got Gail who is joining the program in our Zoom room. So we want to Excellent. thank her very much and uh, let's see if we can. Let's see if we can't uh, get her on the program here, shall we? Okay. We await to... Uh... Hi, Gail. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. You know what, Gail? You're still, you're still muted there. Can you unmute yourself? Gotcha. Hey, now we have you. Uh, wel <laughs> welcome again to the 411. Where are you? I am in St. Catharines. I'm just north of you. Okay. Uh, before Carlton Street. So. Yeah. Okay. Avenue, so. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the 411. What has inspired your call today? Well, um, I have been a homeschooler, unschooler, preschooler, world schooler for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm also the uh, principal of an alternative private school. Ah. And, uh, and a parent advocate for alternative education. Okay. What, have, what would you like to share with us today? Well, a lot of families that I've been talking to, because I've been getting a lot of calls, mm -hmm. uh, as have a lot of the homeschooling groups have been getting a lot of uh, questions because parents are concerned about sending their kids back to school. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, basically, the conversation is, but what if I don't want to send my kids back to school? What are my options? Right. And, and a lot of families don't know that they have um, many options. Um, they don't know the Education Act. They don't know what their rights are. And, and the fear factor comes mm -hmm. in. Um, I think we hear the same questions uh, from almost everybody. The first one is, but I'm not a teacher. How am I going to know what to do? They don't have the self-confidence or the self-esteem to think that they have what it takes to help their children learn. Okay. 
what do you have to what do you have to say to them well to them i would say you have always been your child's best educator if your child can talk and speak a language then you have helped that child uh, do something that is one of the most difficult things on the planet is learning another language mm -hmm. now, to some people it might come more easy but that's just one example um, everything that your child knows you know um, you have been there to support them to help them to encourage them to guide them and that is what a teacher is that is what children need to be able to learn so whether it's yourself doing the uh, doing the support for your child or whether it's a dance teacher or a um, karate instructor or a violin instructor or a piano instructor all those things are available for parents okay Gail let me let me give you this scenario and perhaps you can ha help us out because you brought up a really good point in the fact that some parents have that fear factor where they don't want to send their children back to school for fear that they do get sick so let's say the scenario is this we've got mom and dad they both need to get back to work they both need to start earning a living they don't they're nervous about send let's assume for us uh, for a second that we're going to have full-time school in september we don't know yet but let's assume that we are for this for this case scenario and uh, but they don't want to send their their children back to school and they are nervous about homeschooling. They want to make sure that their children learns the right things in the right way, etc. What do they do? What are their options? Oh, there are so many. And for this particular question, um, I want to. I am. I am not a lawyer. I am not giving legal advice. But I will quote the Education Act okay. to explain part of it. Mm -hmm. So, in Section Twenty-One Two A of the Education Act, it says, a person is excused from attendance at school providing satisfactory instruction is received at home or elsewhere. Okay. Okay. So the first important point is a child is excused, not may be excused. Mm -hmm. I've been misquoted many, many times on that, and it's really aggravating when you publish in a paper and you have no quotes of that. And you say, no, you misquoted me. Um, well, you've just set the records. You've just set the record straight now. Yay! So, who would excuse a child? Well, it would be the parent. So, right. the parent would excuse the child, not the principal, not the board of education, not the ministry of education. So first, they have that right. Secondly, satisfactory instruction is not de defined by the Education Act, nor should it be. What might be satisfactory instruction for a Hasidic Jewish family may not be for a Muslim family, may not be for an autistic child, mm -hmm. um, or, or another you know, type of challenges. So in that respect, that relieves parents of being bound in the, in their mind right now most parents are bound to thinking that they have to do the curriculum from the school 
which is not the law at all. They are not bound or, or tied to doing that curriculum. They can choose whatever curriculum they want. So getting back to your question, at home or elsewhere. So if you have family members who are willing to support you in this endeavor, uh, there's a ton of resources. You can uh, help get help from family members, uh, which is the elsewhere as well. Um, also, there are homeschoolers. We have a thriving homeschool community in the Niagara region, and many of those parents would be delighted to help out parents with having an extra child that may be a similar age to right. one of their own children. Yeah. Um, there are also a, a lot of private alternatives. So um, there are also daycare providers who might be willing to um, take that on as well. So there are lots of options. Gail, where do parents go to explore those options? Is, uh, is there a site? Is there a, a, a reference the, number or something? The best resource I would re um, re um, recommend yeah. is the Ontario Federation of Teaching Parents. Online, ah. it is ontariohomeschool.org. Ontariohomeschool.org. Okay. That's right. And that, I, I was the secretary of the, the federation for a long time, and I am still a member, uh, almost 30 years, um, for Ontario Federation of Teaching Parrots. That's fascinating. I, I did not know that such an organization existed, I have to tell you. It's existed for many decades. And okay. uh, we try to help families um, navigate the alternatives. Um, because while I, we're not dissing or um, bashing school, the school system, but it doesn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work for every family. Gail, what, um, in your, what, what do your instincts tell you is going to happen here in Ontario? Do you think we are headed for full-time school in September? I am sure that they are going to attempt um, that or whatever option is um, safest. Um, I understand they're thinking about the opposite days or, or alternate days that options. I think that's going to be a challenge for parents mm -hmm. as well because looking at these alternatives, they can take advantage of those perhaps on the alternate days. Yeah. Um, homeschooling, world schooling, uh, all of that is the goal is to help children learn the best way they can, not to prevent them from accessing a source of learning that will benefit them. That's uh, great information. Now, uh, I'd, I'd like to bring in our executive producer, Kevin Jack uh, Gale uh, of WeStream Niagara, and mainly because I am not directly affected by this issue. He is. He has uh, two young children at home. His wife uh, works full time as well. Kevin, what do you make of uh, some of the information that we've received here uh, this morning from Gail? I think one of the one of the points that you've brought up, Gail, that is probably the one that is most pressing, at least with parents that I talk to, is this question about whether or not they are going to bring their kids back to school. And 
a lot of people are, are weighing with that. We'll find out, as Lee mentioned, maybe more clarification today from the provincial government as to what that's going to look like. We don't know what it's going to look like, and a lot of parents are trying to weigh that decision. Even if they do open, is it worth the risk? And a lot depends on your personal beliefs, what grade your children's have happen to be in, um, your work situation, and things like that. So I think that's what a lot of people are gripped with. Now, here's a question. If people do decide to homeschool their child, let's say, for the entire school year, what is required from them to reintegrate their child in, I guess it would be September 2021, and ensure that they meet the baseline to advance to that next grade? Okay, there is a policy, policy 131 of the Ministry of Education. It is, I need to clarify this really from the onset, it is not law. You are not required to notify the school that you are taking your children out or re-registering them. Let's say you move to a different location and you withdraw your student. Not everybody tells the school that they're moving, so they just move. They don't always think about notifying the school. They just enroll their child into the next school in the next place that they live, right? And that school is responsible for sending what is called an Ontario student record. So they, when they get the registration, will say what was the last school that the child was in. They send a letter to the former school, the Ontario student record, which has a, a record of all the students' past school experience, um, goes to that new school. So um, it's very simple. There's no great um, requirement involved. Okay. If you want to be transferring to um, alternative home-based education uh, for the time being and it's working for you, Policy 131 suggests that you may send a letter. It says you should send a letter, but again, it's not law mm -hmm. to the to school, but it is respectful. If that's the school where your child has been, letting them know that you are taking responsibility back for your children's education is is just a uh, a matter of respect um but if your children have never been in school there is no requirement to send a letter to the school that okay. the child may have been going to all right gail thank you so much for getting in touch with the program today and coming on uh, information that's going to be helpful to a lot of people. Thank you very much. I also I also have a Facebook group, okay. uh, Facebook page called um, Liberated Learning uh, Niagara. So okay. if people want to look up Liberated Learning Niagara, I will be happy to answer more questions. That Thank is you for having me. Awesome. Oh, uh, our pleasure. Thanks for being here. Great, uh, great information uh, in that, that call from Gail. So uh, hopefully it, it will set your mind at ease if you peruse uh, the site and those, uh, the Facebook page, et cetera, if you have any questions and are concerned about September. There are certainly some resources there, at least for you to explore. And um, Kevin, there were some other things that uh, happened around uh, Niagara that were pretty spectacular over the last couple of days there was um, the uh, the car fire 
that happened on the Queen Elizabeth Highway. I believe it was, was that not yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I turned myself on. Yeah, yeah, that was yesterday. I think QEW right around Fruitland. Yeah, and the, the one of the one of the questions that was asked in the comments on Niagara Four One One when the when the pictures were put up, I had as well. How did it how did it catch fire in the back? A lot of cars will catch fire uh, because of an engine malfunction or an engine fire, where all the the heat uh, and the combustion part uh, of the vehicle is but that one it it's a key people wanted to know what it was it's a Kia Sorento by the way um, I don't know whether that means anything to you but uh, that's what it is and it's just absolutely flaming like crazy as you can see now I don't think there was any like gas tank explosion that's kind of what you expect almost is when you've got a vehicle that is burning from the rear uh, you almost expect a, a big bang, <laughs> don't you? I do, but uh, I, I guess that didn't happen. The, uh, the firefighters showed up, and there was also some video of them uh, pouring fire retardant on, uh, and water on the, on the fire. So, Are was, you allowed uh, to use that word anymore? Now, now. Now, now. It now all in depends. the second picture. It, it, it all depends on, on the context. Everything these days is context. Uh, yeah, there's a second one. Now, here's what's really crazy. Look look in the top right corner. Kevin's zooming in on this right now. And there were almost as many comments about the alien that is in the picture than there was about the car fire itself. Is that not spooky? And uh, just about every picture, if not every picture that we have seen of this incident, we've got... Uh, looks like an alien in sunglasses actually you know the alien's future is so bright he's got to wear shades <laughs> so um is it uh, is it just uh, an illusion or is it really an alien do 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 now so. i had heard lee this week that the u.s government is yeah. going to actually release all of their findings on ufos I just came yeah, across that somewhere. I don't know. Any legitimacy I don't know. to that? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know whether they'll ever release everything because, I mean, they lied to people for so many years about so many things that uh, talk, about, talk about credibility going, going down, the, down the sink. I don't know. Well, Lee, if this is not proof <laughs> that there are other life forms, what is? I don't know. Isn't that... Uh, here, and, and here all this time we thought that the news story was about the car fire. Apparently not. <laughs> now, Apparently not. Lee, we are getting a lot of comments on Niagara 411, so I want to bring in some of those. But again, also want to encourage people to join the conversation just, yeah. like, Jay, uh, just like Gail did. Just click on that link and we can throw you on with Lee because we love the comments and we'll get to them. But we also really love the conversation. We love the viewpoints. We love the interactive uh, yes, of it. <laughs> if you've got a comment, make the comment face to face. It's easy, uh, and and we can have have a conversation about whatever it is you're thinking about. I think anyone needing rescue because of stupidity should have to pay a fine and take a course on safety in the gorge. Start recouping some of the taxpayers' dollars that we're spending. Our first responders are stretched right now. Do not put yourself in a predicament where you might need them. Period. Brian, you shouldn't be on the trail either. Brian. Who's Brian? 
Okay, maybe they should put some garbage cans along the way. Um, you know what? That's a pretty basic uh, suggestion, but I think it's a good one. There may, there, there may be some sort of nature-friendly... I mean, if you put a can there, so, you know there's some hooligans are going to throw it in the river or do something, but maybe there's something you can attach to a tree or something that is not uh, damageable or removable. Because if you just put a can there, you know, it's going to last as long as that sign did on the tree. It's, it's not going to be there for very long. Sorry, Gary, not Brian. Littering makes me furious. Thank you for picking up. Love Nick, Niagara 411. We love Nick too. Uh, Stella says, Terry, it's not the area that's dangerous. It's the people with no respect or knowledge of the area and wearing proper footwear. We are there frequently and never have an issue. Just be smart. And that, was, that went to my point uh, before about the fact that uh, Gary has been down there a long time and he still practices uh, doing the right thing and staying in the right places when he is in the gorge. Uh, I think it's inappropriate time to be taking risks, putting yourself in precarious situations where you might need assistance in a time where our frontline resources are already taxed. Also a good point. Agreed, but it's not a risk when you're experienced and have been doing it for years. You have to have a healthy respect for nature and how powerful it can be. And, and the people with experience do have that respect. There's absolutely no question. The people that know what they're doing don't get into trouble. The people that are, uh, don't know what they're doing and shouldn't be there in the first place are the ones that have an issue. Same thing with uh, skiers on, on big mountains in the wintertime, going off trails where they're, they're not supposed to be. Snowmobilers doing, uh, going into the, into the back country. Um, where they're not supposed to be getting off trails. It's, it's a common theme when it comes to man or woman versus nature. Nature always wins. And even though we do what we can to protect people from themselves, it's not always possible to do that. You just, you just can't fix stupid. Um, or inexperience, for that matter. But everything is out there to try to protect you. The signs are there, the, the marked trails are there. Everything is there for you to have a nice, enjoyable outing. Take advantage of doing the right thing. School board should be offering come September online courses so kids do not need to go to school if not necessary. And there's been the great debate about the online courses as well. And a lot of the teachers have done great work putting up the putting up those online lessons etc some children really take to it and others don't the problem is uh, as I've heard from some parents uh, the online learning is is great but they got to get back to work they've got to start earning some some money uh, and and not playing teacher so that's that's the flip side of that coin uh, I don't understand why they can't do classes like this live stream. Kids can watch and type in if they have questions. They can do it. They can. They've proven that they can do things like that. There again, the parents' argument uh, about that is, uh, I got to earn some money for the family. I got to pay the mortgage and buy the food, and uh, that that's the priority. If I'm if I'm at home, online, I'm not doing that. So and as we get opened back up some of the work from home situations are are altering as well it's it's not a simple solution we make it sound sometimes like it's a simple solution uh, just put the kids back in school but it's not I heard a news report I haven't seen this figure in Niagara hopefully we will 
uh, once we know what's going to be going on with, uh, with the provincial um, announcement, RE schooling in September. But I heard an announcement today that in Toronto, and I, I know this is a, a huge municipality, but just by example, in Toronto, the cost of sending students back to school, elementary, we're just talking elementary, not even high school right now, elementary students back to school, I believe the figure was somewhere in the neighborhood of one and a half billion dollars in order to be able to send the children back to school to elementary school with the minimum class size or maximum class size of 15. So uh, two things struck me. A, uh, they've spent a lot of money on less important things, so you know, full steam ahead and, and, and get her done. Uh, the other thing is it took COVID-19 for the teachers to get what they want, and that is smaller class sizes. So, uh, there, there, now, so now I know that there's going to probably be some conspiracy theorist out there saying that this was all caused by the teachers. The teachers <laughs> spread COVID-19 so that they could get smaller class sizes. Yeah, but they're also getting online learning. Yeah. <laughs> and they fought that. Well, uh, Lee, Let's uh, take a look again at some of the COVID numbers. Yes, let's do that. And uh, let's do a little bit of a deeper dive. Okay. Two new cases today. Growth rate 0.2%, not totally unacceptable. New cases yesterday, seven. Growth rate, almost 1%. Days to double at current rate, 131. Okay, so it won't take too many days to double those figures. There's the, there's the ER, the 1.1 effective, uh, what is it, what is it, ER? Scroll down a little bit, Kev. Oh, the effective reproductive, reproductive number? number. Yeah, Sorry I want to make that. sure I got that word right. Yeah, one point one. I've never seen this stat before. Average number of new cases per day, not including outbreak cases. Okay, yeah, outbreak cases are what they call cases that happen all in one place, like a, a retirement home or a long-term care facility um, or a hospital area. Those are like confined outbreaks these are this is the public this is just the the uh, at large if you will current average of 2.1 per day and this is specifically for niagara correct kevin yeah correct and this is okay. for july 12th to july 18th and the chart below that lee is the high number is 2.5 and zero at the bottom and this is going back over a couple of weeks just mm. to the beginning of july yeah so you can see that in the last three or four days we've had a spike mm-hmm so this is uh, this is takes us through that Niagara Falls video on Clifton Hill, right? So we actually probably don't have any numbers that might be potentially connected. Yeah, with, sorry, you're right. That. The end of this would be July 18th. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. This this doesn't really take into account what would be the aftermath exactly. of that video and. I haven't heard the reports publicly per se, but I've been reading them online. I di they did confirm about there was a worker at the Niagara Speedway, the yes. go-kart track. Yes. Um, I've heard maybe a HOCO employee, maybe not. Yeah. They're well, being a little clandestine about it. Well, um, I, had, uh, I had heard and uh, saw the article that it was an employee of that Speedway, the go-kart Yeah, that track. was confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, in, in that case, do they also uh, do a, a deep clean of that 
an area like that, I would I would think they I'm would trying, uh, attempt to at least try and pull up what their what the response was. I I think they may have decided to close Lee, although it may not have been that drastic. Yeah. yeah. I'll try and pull that up and let's take a look at some of the other numbers here. While Kevin's doing that, I just want to do uh, a quick rest in peace nod to a couple of uh, household names that passed on uh, over the course of the last few days. Eddie Shack, uh, a true Canadian original, was Eddie Shack. Um, a lot of you might be too young to remember uh, there was even a record about him. Uh, clear the track, here comes Shaq. Uh, was a, a song that came out back in his heyday with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He participated in four of the Toronto Maple Leafs Stanley Cups, scored the winning goal in, in the fourth one, I do believe, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, which I could be. I'm, I'm not uh, a hockey statistician by any stretch of the imagination. But, uh, and I've, I'd met Eddie a few times and um, he, just a warm human being and a true, true character. Uh, I'll never forget, of course, his, uh, he was the spokesman for that uh, soft drink outlet called the Pop Shop. Remember the Pop Shop? I got a nose for value. That was Eddie. And uh, it was, uh, and he also, one of his best friends was uh, a fellow who was uh, a newspaper columnist in Toronto, a fellow by the name of Paul Rimstead, and they were a couple of characters. Let me tell you, they uh, they, they spent a lot of time uh, creating uh, their own stories, if you will, uh, in and uh, in and around Toronto. Um, anyway, Eddie Shack, a, a true Canadian original, and uh, what a what a what a memory uh, for uh, for Toronto Maple Leaf fans and Canadians in general. Used to spend a fair bit of time. Uh, in Niagara as well, did Eddie? So there you go. As well as uh, thanks for all the entertainment, Mr. Shaq. And Regis Philbin, speaking of entertainment, he holds the record for the most numbers, uh, uh, for the highest number of hours in front of a television camera. Highest number, think, think about the impact of that. Highest number of hours on television, on network television. Regis Philbin uh, passed away this past week. Uh, he was, I believe, 88. Yeah, there, dies at 88. And uh, he, was a, he was another nice man. He, they did, uh, did he and Kathy Lee not bring their show to Niagara one time? Yes, they did. Yeah, uh, quite a number of years ago. And th the one thing about Regis was he was always positive. I don't, I don't think I ever remembered Hearing Regis Philbin seem angry or upset or frustrated or um, any any anything any one of those words, he was just always a really positive, upbeat, entertaining guy. You know what, Lee? I was talking to a guy just yesterday on a Zoom call that worked on the shows, not just when Regis came to Niagara Falls, okay. but helped Regis when he did a cross Canada tour. You know, kind of a speaking stand-up yeah. type engagement. Yeah, yeah. And he said that he was the nicest guy. An old school celebrity, always pleases, always thank yous, and he says, "You know what? Today's celebrity is missing that." Yeah, no question. Uh, I don't know how many people that are streaming this right now can remember a fellow by a comedian by the name of Joey Bishop. He was uh, he was sort of one of the periphery of the Rat Pack back in the 
the, uh, the Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Lawford days. Joey Bishop was a bit of one of those uh, periphery Rat Packers. Well, at one point in time, there's Joey. Joey Bishop had a, a TV talk show, a late night talk show, the Joey Bishop Show, uh, much like the Tonight Show or the, the, the Late Show or whatever. And Regis Philbin was his sidekick. Like Ed McMahon was the sidekick of Johnny Carson back in the day. Regis Philbin's one of, it, one of his earliest gigs. Can you think of another talented sidekick, Lee? Uh, um, um, on a, on um, a live talk show? Um, live talk show No, sidekick. there's probably none. Probably um, none. The name Kevin Roosevelt. No, no, no. Anyway, continue with Joey and Regis. <laughs> uh, so, so these guys, and uh, after all these, after all these years, uh, when he finally got that show with uh, Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, he said, "This is my last shot. I got to make it successful." So he had a feeling that he was uh, the twilight years of his career were coming, and how wrong he was because he did make it successful, and uh, was d did the show for decades. So, uh, again, as Kevin said, a unique uh, type celebrity that you often don't run across these days. One of the classic old celebrities, and that's the story of the week. If we were if we were going to nail a story of the week, the one that's been getting the most talk. The one up, uh, up, in, uh, up in this corner here, masks, 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 and the one uh, just above me here where the Speedway sign is and the gathering of those throngs, most of them maskless and way too close together on Clifton Hill. They, they would be the two Niagara stories, I think, that uh, would be top of mind. Uh, open letter, as some of you are already aware, we have had a team member at the Speedway receive a positive test for COVID. We have since been in contact with the Public Health Department of the Center for Infectious Disease. They have instructed us to advise anyone that has come into close contact with a team member on July 12th, 13th, or 14th to isolate for two weeks from the point of close contact and to be tested for COVID-19. You, uh, you can find that the rest of that announcement on the... Uh, and Lee, one of the important points here is right at the bottom. You oh, probably okay. can't see it on your screen. Yeah. Out of abundance of caution, we have decided to delay the opening of the Speedway. Ah, all right. And this was posted. This when? is on uh, Niagara four one one. Oh gosh. Okay. And uh, let me just see the date of this. I think it was just four days ago. Just recently, so it yeah. it probably still has Thursday, Friday has not opened yet. Well, that's a good thing. Now. Um, Lee, we should thank um, Gail's Gas Bars for sponsoring the program. Let everybody know about the rewards program. Yeah, we've been talking about so many things that uh, uh, I usually do this quite often, have not done it often enough. Gail's Gas Bars Limited uh, are our partners here uh, on the program, and to sponsor it with us, we really appreciate it. Another great uh, Niagara company, all about Niagara and for Niagara, and that's why it fits with us so well. Their rewards program is uh, I have little bugs flying around here. Uh, it is is really really very cool. They have added some new things to it. I was looking at it online uh, again and watching the announcements uh, this week, and all the time they're they're adding new benefits to being uh, a rewards member at Gales, and you can find out all about it and take your time and read in detail and join in at uh, Gales.ca. It couldn't be any more simple than that. Um, 
also great supporters of many, many charities around the Niagara region, and we are going to be focusing on some of those in the coming weeks uh, as well, just to let everybody know that uh, the partnership goes a little bit deeper than just a sponsorship. We're going to try to uh, uh, promote each other as promoters and supporters of the Niagara region. So again, uh, tip of the proverbial hat to Jessica Friesen and her great team uh, at Gales Gas Bars, and you're going to hear more about them uh, and what they're supporting along with us in the weeks to come. Uh, this was also the inaugural program for the live stream happening in tandem with Livestream Niagara on Niagara 411. You may have seen uh, Nick put together watch parties and, uh, and of course thank you to him for posting previous shows etc. But as of now, as of this program, episode 7 of the 411, we are live streaming in both locations on Niagara 411 as well as Livestream Niagara. Uh, if you have the Zoom uh, app on your phone, it's an easy number also. You can uh, put it in your uh, log of favorites and just uh, power dial it whenever you feel the need, 905-411-0411, okay? Uh, and also, uh, I want to do our, uh, our weekly tribute to uh, WeStream Niagara, Kevin Jack and Brandon Schramm's company, and uh, Kevin is the the technological person behind all of the stuff that you see here every week as well as our executive producer and he and I work uh, although socially distance fairly closely on uh, putting this thing together and it's it's a pleasure to do that Kevin and I kind of sort of almost worked together for a few minutes uh, in an earlier life and uh, it's good to get reacquainted with him and it's uh, it's a blast so and uh, uh, Lee, thank you, you know for what? that too want to uh, want to highlight something that I was doing on the weekend we had a garage sale we talked last week on the program about protocols, or maybe it was two weeks ago, yep. while in stage two, and it was pretty limited. But once we got into stage three, okay, now outdoor gatherings are 100 yeah. people. We made sure to spread out all of the items on our front lawn. We've got a rather large front lawn, maybe half a soccer field. And uh, here we go. I'll, bring, I'll share with you some of the uh, some of the cuteness here, Lee, if okay. I can. There you go. There's my son and daughter at the foot of yeah, it all. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, I, I'm not so sure about whether child labor laws, Kevin, would, <laughs> would approve uh, of putting your children to work in the hot sun uh, just because you want to make a couple of bucks at a yard sale. I don't know. Uh, well, but, you know, I'll, I'll, with, I'll withhold judgment. I didn't think the picture showed the chain <laughs> under the desk. <laughs> I don't think you could see it, Lee. So there's my beautiful daughter, Ayla. Hi, Ayla. And she was selling her drawings for $0.10 cents a piece. And thank you to everybody that stopped by. And, of course, the people were a lot more generous than just the $0.10. Cents. So thank you very much for that. And she would whip you up something uh, on the spot. Uh-huh. And then my son, Alex, next door. The previous day, this was the Sunday garage sale. We did it for two days. The Saturday sale, we had lemonade. And your your son is bilingual, I see. Yeah, they both are. That's awesome. They parle en français. They go to a call at uh, SMBA, St. Margaret Bourgeois. Ah. Right at the base of Clifton Hill there. So thanks so much to uh, Madame great. Renee and Madame Danielle for toughing through a difficult year as we transitioned online. And, I'll say. Oh, God, God bless them. They did just a fantastic job. But thank you to everybody that stopped by the... Uh, the garage sale this weekend it was a, it was a lot of fun got rid of a lot of stuff and if you drive by my house or right next to the uh, the the garage or sorry the garage the gas station with the with the yummy samosas <laughs> yeah up on uh, uh, right on St. Paul on and St. Paul 7th, West yeah you'll see a lot of the leftover items on our front lawn they're free to a good home 
So uh, your home, you know what? I'm not even judging your home. Even if your home's not that good, <laughs> yeah. you can still take them. Any home. Yeah. Just, just get it off the road. But thanks for that. House. Thanks for that, Lee. Okay, no, no problem at all. One of the stories that was uh, a bit of a shocker uh, surrounded the uh, murder of a, a lady in, uh, in Niagara-on-the-Lake. We know her as Zaneda. The gentleman, I say gentleman, I guess that's kind of a misnomer. The, the man who hit her with his car as she was walking, uh, I, it was uh, concession seven and line six? I think so, yeah. Was, uh, was the, the nearest intersection to where she was hit while walking on the side of the road. Uh, hit and run. And but they did find the man. They did try him. Uh, and the the shocker. When I say shocker, there's Zaneda. Uh, the jail time for the man was two years. Is that is that adequate? Uh, I am no judge or jury, and I'm not a lawyer. So I, and I'm I'm not fully versed in the criminal code, all of its charges and all of its penalties. So uh, nothing I say really holds any credible value uh, on that score. It just seems that the two things don't seem to match. Uh, just just as a, a total layman sitting in front of a camera, uh, two years for taking someone's life and hitting them with a with a car um, and then taking off and and not not staying behind to help or you know it just it, it compounds the effort but that is you can you can be your own judge and jury on this one but I did want to acknowledge the fact that the sentence did come down this this past week uh, 34 year old Zaneda hit and run victim in Niagara on the lake uh, at night and uh, the perpetrator sentenced to two years. Mother of two. Mother right? of two that are still are back in Mexico, right? Yeah, mother of two. Now, you know, they have to go the rest of their lives without their mom, who was killed. And again, when I saw the sentence that said two years, I thought for sure, well, he must have stayed at the scene. This is just a horrible accident. Yeah. He stayed at the scene and did exactly what he could, and that's not the story at all. Fled the scene. Yeah. That apparently, according to court documents and, uh, and testimony, at a high rate of speed. Just, yeah, just awful. Now, meanwhile, you talk about fleeing a scene. There are people that uh, the boaters etiquette leave. Oh yeah, uh, this was a good story, but it, it had an angle that might fall into the fact of people not maybe understanding. So, we we had a, a letter, a thank you letter, posted on uh, Niagara four one one that was thanking the people in the boat you see in the distance for helping the uh, father and his son that were in a small sailboat that's the, the bow of which you can see just in the uh, in the bottom of the picture there the big the, the blow up part of the picture um, thanking them profusely for coming to their aid when they became what you might call becalmed in the words of sailors the the wind changed uh, it died down and it changed. It was making it very difficult for them to get back to shore. And, uh, and these good Samaritans came along and uh, towed them in to Port Weller. So, and, and yes, it's a wonderful thing for people to do. And they seemed quite surprised that this would happen, uh, that people would go out of their way to do this. Well, the main, the main message here is all boaters 
do this. It's, it's almost an, uh, actually it's not an unwritten rule. As a matter of fact, I remember when I took my, if I remember rightly, when I took my, uh, my test for, uh, to get my boating license, which I did a few years ago, so it's a little bit fuzzy, uh, I believe that boaters are actually legally, as part, as part of having a license and being allowed to operate a watercraft, have to go to other boaters that are in distress. I, you can look it up, and, and I'll do that too later. I won't bother doing it right now. But I was going to say that it was an unwritten rule amongst boaters, that all boaters came to the aid of others that were in distress. But actually, I think it is a written rule. I actually believe it is. Uh, if, if you're a boater and knows that, uh, you can you know, call in, uh, have a chat, and let us know. Yeah, but, I've been boating my whole life. And boaters know that you tow home because at some point you're going to be the other on the other end of that rope. Yep. Some so you will need somebody sometime. Yep. And uh, I, I've towed and been towed mm-hmm. on a couple of occasions. Yeah. And it's just it's just what you do. And yeah, your day gets delayed by an hour or two, but it's what you do. Yeah. And uh, so again, I'm glad that uh, the sailboaters were returned safely to shore, and uh, also glad that the people in the other boat. Uh, followed, followed the uh, followed the boater's code, if you will, of and helping it, others. And Lee, just to summarize here, the guy's name was Jim, and you know, of course, wouldn't take any credit, wouldn't stick around, wouldn't take any gas yeah. money, nothing like that. Just just happy yeah. to help out, and obviously, didn't even get the guy's last name or contact info or anything yeah. like that. So it's a it's a nice story. So once again, uh, we thank you for joining us today and your comments. Uh, like to thank Gail for her participation calling in on the show. We'd uh, love you to do the same if you ever have anything that you can contribute to what we are chatting about here on the 411. Gary Wilkins, our uh, Gorge and Whirlpool area expert, thanks for coming in and giving us some insight into what life in the Gorge is like for somebody that's there a lot. Uh, please, everybody, stay safe. Uh, Kevin Jack, uh, as always, a pleasure, and we stream. Uh, Gail's Gas Bars Limited, once again, thanks for sponsoring the program and showing some faith uh, in uh, the 411. And uh, to, uh, to the owners, operators, uh, Dave Mukparian of, uh, of Fiddler's Poor House, we appreciate you uh, letting us use your premises to do this little shindig every Monday. I'm Lee Sterry. Have yourselves a fabulous week. I guess we'll see you in August. Cheers.